0: What's your thought on the k2 meters you know the ones that start off with a green light go to a lighter green a yellow and orange and then a red anybody there suddenly it goes up to red they must be you know what's your thoughts on that martin
1: I, i've always stru- struggled with anything that says it's a ghost detector or or anything like that uh, we used to use these things called elf zone uh, emf meters people always used to ridiculed uh, ridicule them and say they're really bad at detecting electromagnetic energy. And that's why I like them. Not because they were bad at detecting it, but it you really had to be right up in front of it before exactly, it started going yeah, off. Yeah. So it wasn't that it was bad at detecting. It wasn't finite. It wasn't he wasn't detecting energy all the time. You really had to go right up to a light switch before it started going to green or it started flickering into our amber and then yeah. uh, sorry, amber and then red. Sorry, it was green, amber and then red these elf zones i really liked and the time which i mentioned earlier where we saw this manifestation and there was static electricity all the elf zone that was next to where the ghost appeared all turned red yeah so there was definitely an interaction so i like those i think the problem is with k2s and my worries with those is they're just too influenced by the environment yeah where Anything like a mobile phone or anything like that, it picks it up. It's too sensitive. We always used to use tri field meters. Now, tri field meters used to test for magnetic, uh, microwave, uh, and EMF. And it actually w- is what influenced the Ghostbusters <laughs> equipment, yeah. to the yeah. tri field meter. And the good thing is about that is, again, you had a meter so you could actually determine where this energy was coming from. With a K2, you can't. Yeah. You've got no idea where it is. No, it just no. flickers or whatever. So in the end, certainly at the end where we was telling our staff that they should use an RF meter whenever they use a K2, because an RF meter will tell you if there's a mobile uh, within the perimeter of where the K2 meter is. Then at least you can say, right, this is caused by mobile. This isn't. This is radio. This is mobile or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So with any piece of equipment, I think you just have to be you have to know the equipment and you have to know to get to know it. And even if it's a thermometer, you have to know how sensitive it is and whether a fluctuation, if it's if it's within five feet of you, is it going to pick up on your mobile, even if it's switched off on silent? Yeah, which it will, yeah. which it will. So it is. But I'm, you do have to know your kit. I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of K2s. And, and I certainly I'm don't not. believe in calling out K2 meters.
0: You no, know, that it could be like I say, it can be down to anything. You know, um, one of the places we used to we used to go to regular. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. I'm sorry. The uh, or oh, the Civil War place in Worcester. Um, I can't remember oh, Commandery. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Used to yeah. Go, used to used to go in there. It's a really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Staircase there, but yeah. underneath the staircase was a um a telephone exchange that is always active. So you put your K to by it and they went and read straight away. And everybody thought it was a haunted sta- haunted staircase uh, until you told them. And then it's you know because I think part of it, people on such a what you call it organized event, they want to see things happen. You know I pay me money, I want to see something. So. This is where the paranormal investigator, the medium, you know, they have to be knowing, like, you know, uh, the medium might say, well, I don't get anything there, you know, and be honest enough to say, I don't yeah. sense anything. And the paranormal investigator think, "Hang on a minute, what is it? What is happening around there? And then go and ask the staff, is this someone going underneath, underneath the staircase? Oh, yeah, it's uh, um, it's the hope, you know, the mainframe computer, whatever. Because at the end of the year day, the, you know, if you can rule it out you can say to people, well, look, we have checked we now know it's not para, it's not a paranormal and more often than not people think oh thank you we've ruled something
1: out you know absolutely the, the events that i ever did at, at the commandery uh, it was the same i, I did a pri- i did i actually did the first ever investigation there with when we was running mysterymag.com we we did a private investigation there and the first thing we discovered was that there was a lot of electronics and certainly bleed over from electromagnetic energy in that area so going forward whenever I investigated there I I tried to keep away from the staircase but it Mm. was such a draw for attendees they always wanted to sit on the staircase I think it's because of some of the stories were related to to that particular area that uh, I think it was Duke of Buckingham or one of them uh, died in that area but I I, I think it is the common sense and and it's interesting you you reminded me about the spirit box and people talk about the use of spirit box, ovulus, and this has become very prevalent in the last ten years. And, and when we was running a ghost hunting company, it was one of the most asked, uh, requested things uh, from customers that they wanted to use a spirit box. Straight away, it didn't sit right with me. I, I can understand white noise, and I can understand uh, experiments with white noise where you're listening to this constant white noise, and then something might come through. I, I understand that, and I've seen great explanations of how white noise uh, happens how that works but with spirit box and the randoms flicking through various radio waves receiving bits of taxi uh, communications or radio or amateur uh, radio enthusiasts getting all that sort of through it's just crazy really it's just random and what summed it up and i think it was a paranormal group called otherworld northeast i'm sure it was them They decided to test the spirit box at the Newcastle Keep. So they got the spirit box and the researcher sat there and he he asked a total of, I think it was 100 questions. And he recorded every response, went all the way through it. And at the end, they said to him, how do you think it went? How do you think it went? Do you think it was successful? Oh, yeah, yeah. When I did this, it, it replied back and it did this. And he said, I was really impressed, really, really impressed. So they then went back and went through all the recording and worked out how many questions was asked, which was 100 and how many of those were actually replied. And out of 100, there was only 95 uh, and 95. There was no answer. There was Mm -hmm. only five that there was replies that seemed to tie in with the question. And what happens, and this happens a lot with people, is they only remember the good things. Yes. They didn't they didn't remember all the other 95 questions where all they got was, you know. Yeah, it was. It is, no, it is, though. And, and that is the nature as well of investigation, as people will often say, it's interesting. We, we've done events and we've thought, oh, it's been dead here tonight. And, and yet everybody said, oh, no, no, it was great. We had this, that, and the other. And you're thinking... Well, actually, yeah, you know, they're remembering all the good stuff. They're not remembering the six hours where in yeah. between where nothing well, happened. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's it. exactly the same here. And the same is with Spirit Box. If Spirit Box has got a reputation of edited down YouTube videos where you will get a researcher saying, I visited these haunted woods. I said, are you here, Mary, the Witch of the East or whatever? And he went, yes, I am. <laughs> But how many hours was he there actually calling
0: out asking that? Yeah, it's the same with that torch, isn't it? You know, it used to be a fad, I think, at one point, breaking the you no know, torch, breaking the torch down, putting it close, and then if you're there, can you make the can you make the torch go on? And then they might ask a hundred times, and it happens twice. But uh, oh yeah, they must it must be there because it's happened once. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I mean that's why I used to uh, for for my for my vigils. It was very much I hated doing the glass moving. I hated doing – I never did spirit box. I think I did spirit box once, uh, only because it was a private group and they requested it. For me, it was about measuring the environment as we experience activity. So I wanted to know what the temperature was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what if there was any ultrasound recordings. And we got some good ultrasound activity at, at Tamworth Castle. Uh, we, uh, we've we had some amazing temperature fluctuations and changes. Yep. that. yeah. We've had good EMF, as I mentioned before. Um, all of this sort of stuff, and I never ever bought into infrared either. Infrared was just crazy because infrared, you, you're, you're viewing a room with infrared. It's only showing you the physical. I I, I want to measure the non-physical. Yeah, I want to yeah. I want to know the non-physical changes because what's the point in seeing if a window is cold? I know it's cold because I've just shone my uh, my 20 pound laser yeah. laser thermometer on it rather yeah, than yeah rather than a three thousand uh, pound infrared camera so so from that perspective it was always about measuring and looking for the environmental changes and fluctuations yeah. i'm not looking for a ghost i'm looking for an environmental yeah. fluctuation yeah. something unusual and that to me suggests that then there is spirit activity or yeah. there's a ghost activity and i mean yeah sorry, sorry
0: martin perhaps the use of a thermal camera you know the not not the ones that that's what clip. i meant sorry i meant yeah. i meant a
1: thermal camera I, I that's why i never used a thermal camera because ah, I, right because a thermal camera you you cannot pick up a non-physical ob- object with a thermal camera no granted so what is the point in using that so that's why i and in fact i, I think you saw do you know, the, the, the level of ghosting uh, equipment I had, rather than spending in, in cameras and things like that, majority of the time I would have a laptop with webcams and I would also use something called Pico, which was a, a piece of equipment. You could still purchase it. And I could put all sorts of environmental checks and diodes and everything on there. Yeah. Light levels, moisture levels, yeah. temperature, you name it. If that laptop was in a particular room, I could measure it. Mm-hmm. I would always do a, a background reading first because obviously there is a laptop in the room, so I have changed the environment already. Of course
0: you have, yeah. There's heat into the room, isn't there? Exactly. So Electric, we
1: would, you know. So we would always say, you know, first ten minutes or so is, you know, kind of uh, the, the 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 set the uh, the control, and then we would measure it. And we had some incredible results there. And most people wouldn't be interested. They would th- find it was quite boring. Finding that I don't know halfway through the night in one particular area of the room there was a temperature drop by ten or fifteen degrees. Yeah. Even, that to me is really interesting because the well, room was never opened. It was alarmed. Exactly. Why would
0: well, you know, you can think well if it was if it was because of the of the you know the sort of the room temperature changing as in uh, is getting cold outside is cold inside. Why only in one area? when not the whole
1: room? Exactly, no. and that that was as interesting to me as having yeah. EVP or yeah. any any physical forms of, yeah. I, and, and I'm still not convinced you can actually video a spirit or a ghost. So, yeah, and that's another story I think, because we've we've already been forty minutes in, so we've I stop. know. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> Sorry. Well, maybe we we talk about this later. That we'll maybe another podcast we'll talk about uh taking photographs and videoing spirit yeah. and ghosts and and that if you're interested in doing that everybody please drop us uh, a message on our facebook page or twitter or wherever you find us let us know if you'd be interested in our thoughts on photography and videoing spirit or ghosts um, but yeah, indeed I, th- I think do you know I, it comes back to what I was saying. You know, it's about common sense, isn't it, Ian?
0: Yes, it is. It is. You have to be you have to be rational, you know, and uh, even being a, you know, being a, being mediums as myself and Martin are, then you have to look at it. You know, we we do take that sort of logical step. We stand back and thinking, well, is it me? Is it them? You know, is it as in the audience, the a guest on the thing uh what could be causing it you know the first things is it is it car lights coming through the through the uh, through the window is it you know what's it caused by if you can you know in the word of uh sherlock holmes you know once you rule ruled out everything whoever's left however improbable has to be the answer and i think you need to rule everything everything out and be prepared to what to look at what it could possibly be
1: it's interesting what you've just said because it's exactly that and you must be prepared to accept that it's something that maybe does not fit within your beliefs that you you would love it to be a full manifestation that's caused this or it, it would be this but sometimes you ha- you have to say right okay this isn't the evidence i need to move on and i need to try and get some more evidence my evidence is coming through messages through symbology through my connection with spirit I'm, I'm obtaining evidence there, and we'll have to talk about how we used you from a historical perspective. And, and yeah, because yeah, I've still got some of the recordings of that, and we can put that into the podcast for people. Okay, yeah. Um, where we took Ian to a historical uh, uh, place, and, and we'll discuss this. But that's what you need to do as mediums. If you you are looking for evidence for whatever reasons behind this, is is keep journals, keep notes. Ian, while he was doing uh, the ghost hunts, you, I mean, how many ghost hunts did you actually record and how many communications um, did you?
0: I uh, recorded, uh, bear in mind, I was doing ghost hunts for probably 15 coming to 16 years. I kept records for a five year period constantly. Every single event I went on, I recorded, I made a report, I put it into a into a database. And I think there was somewhere around, Ben in mind group ones and the ones I'd seen previously, you know, Ghost and uh, spirit. You're looking probably about about 3,200 different sightings, you know. Wow. Wow. But, um, you know, um, again, you know, looking at it from a point of view, uh, you know, because some of it was backed up by uh, history. You know, that was that was not known to me.
1: And uh, a lot of it was backed up. You've been too modest there, Ian. A lot okay. of it was backed up by by history with what you were saying. I, I remember showing. In fact, I remember Tamworth Castle had a particular researcher there and she read your reports over a long period of time. And she was amazed of what people were coming through over and quite regularly. Yeah. And, it, and not only that, but she could confirm it with the historical reports of the location as well. Now, I know you well enough that you would have never looked at anything no. related to any venue at all. And and that was a running theme through a lot of venues like the Galleries of Justice, which you must have gone there hundreds of times. Oh, right. I,
0: I'd have to look. I think it's about 62 or something like
1: that. Yeah, well, with, with that venue, again, there was there was people coming through where there could be two, three years. I remember you giving me your list of, um, of people at the galleries, your list of yeah. reports from galleries yeah. of justice. You, you'd have a report from two, three years earlier, and you would have picked that up a week earlier as well. And mm-hmm. so who can remember finite details from three years ago yeah. and still communicate with the same, same, uh, spirit, uh, uh, only a week, uh, you know, a week uh, a week ago so so it, there was a, a lot of correlation all the way through yeah. from what yeah. he was picking up there and yeah. uh, so you've been you've been too humble there Ian. oh bless you, well thank you. you
0: yeah but I'm uh, not one for blowing my trumpet I'm sorry
1: I think also as well Ian as you say you decided that you want whenever you did an investigation you wrote down or you you walked around with a dictaphone you wrote down you journaled you was able to t- take notes and I think Anybody who's starting out as a medium, it's well worth having a diary, recording your dreams, recording your experiences if things are happening in the day and also recording whenever you sense or feel things. And you yeah. will see patterns through. And, know. and the best example I can give to people is you again, Ian, where for several times your new spirit guide, William, was appearing at several venues across, <laughs> the, <laughs> across Britain. And what was it, six months or something before you kind of realised what was happening?
0: Yeah, before I I realised, but true to the way this is for this is aimed at mediums here when you're having you having a new guide uh, sort of um coming stepping forward they always sort of pop in for want of a better way of putting that um and have a note of how you do your daily routine you know what time you get up when you go to bed how do you feel what you're doing during the day so they can get a better handle of what's going on and how they can guide you forward you know, and William was doing just just that. I saw him at Winchester Mansion, Dudley Castle, just a, a couple off the top of my head. But I think he was in seven reports before I realised who the hell he was. Bless him.
1: Great, it's great. Well, it's been really good talking to you again, Ian. And, uh, and uh, to Martin. That's great. Uh, thank you everybody for uh, your support uh, for taking part in the course um, that that we're uh, running at the moment on Udemy and uh, details are in the podcast uh, notes if you want to have a look at them and uh, we will be back soon with another podcast thank you for your support thank you ian and yeah thank uh, you
0: too martin and thank um, you everybody
1: thank you Bye. bye bye